You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. I, he sort of feels me out, I feel him out, and uh, we go for it. Hello and welcome to episode, I'm pretty sure, 39 of The Worst Idea of All Time, Season 4. It could very well be 40, but honestly, it doesn't seem relevant right now. I'm Guy Montgomery. The first person to talk today was Tim Bat, and I'm grateful for that because it felt like we were both just going to stand aside, you know, two polite gentlemen constantly ushering for the other gentleman to walk through the door first, refusing to bow to social pressure to just take the first step. Not today, death. My so man. inefficient, isn't it? Talk to me. How are Mate, you? I feel good. I had a really good sleep. I yeah. got to watch the movie last night in my marital bed with mm. my wife, did or that feel, at least most of it. She did fell that asleep. Feel, uh, good, or did that feel dirty? Um, I was just so appreciative. We watched uh, we watched a movie on Netflix and um, and it was really early because it's dark here now, very early at the moment here in Auckland this time of year. And um, yeah, we, we, we stayed and we watched a movie on Netflix and then I said, uh, like, I've got to watch Sex in the City at some point between now and 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, Zoe. Do you want to watch the movie with me? And she said, yeah, okay. I said, really? Really? That, that is you? so sweet. It was very. It, it really set my heart on fire. It was so did she nice. re- did she realize what a kindness she was doing you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I definitely think so. But she's a very kind person, so she took That's pity so on nice. me. And um, and it was so great, man. It was like I felt very focused on the movie. I felt like I was um, getting the emotional beats that were hitting a little bit harder. There was so there was like there was a lot of things that I I sort of noticed structurally about the film that I I hadn't really bothered to <clears throat> mull over in my brain before. Oh wow! Yeah, man, namely, you really did namely, it. Yeah, namely the fact that like. This movie, <laughs> I think this is part of why it's so long. Pretty much every point of action that happens in the film, this is how the movie works. This is how Sex in the City works, like, beat structure. Something will happen, and then the gals in the very next scene will discuss what you've just seen transpire on screen. <laughs> so it's like, there's this rule in storytelling, and especially with film and television, of show, don't tell. Which means, like, instead of explaining all of the story, just, like, show me what happened, right? So 
insects in the city they make the bizarre decision to show you the story and then tell you after you've already seen it what the story is and it's, i think that's part of the reason why this duration two and a half hours is hefty but it feels even longer than its runtime they've baked in the director's commentary but it's not the director's exactly. it's the characters <laughs> exactly. to whom the story is happening that's it if you the, think about it they do it every fucking time like that's such a funny yeah. articulation of it. Do you know that? Every, but that's probably like the meat and potatoes of the show, right? Mm, to an extent, yeah, I think it is. But it's just like, in what other film do you see shit happen? And it's like, well, we'd better go to a local cafe or Starbucks to discuss what we just saw. It's wild. It's no good. It, it's great. They should do that with, uh, you know, modern movies, with superhero movies. Oh, yeah, with the Avengers. Just them what getting a Coca-Cola afterwards. Yeah. And going, wow, we really did a battle. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they but do. But there's, there's the other thing. It's kind of like, I, I get I get um, these are different genres completely, but it, it is what makes superhero movies so cool. It's like they just go and fucking do stuff and don't talk about it. And in this, it is the complete opposite. <laughs> very very yeah. little is done, but much is talked about. And also in superhero movies, often they have superpowers. So things that yeah. you, you can't do that it would be cool if you could do. And yeah, so I mean, this is in, this movie does seeing, have Brady. And seeing the characters do some of those things, you're watching and you're thinking, wow, that's something that I might do if I had that power. Yeah. And people love that. Do you feel like in Sex and the City, though, Guy, you're like, oh, this is how I would react if I was jilted at the altar? Uh, I don't. I honestly, I have never bothered to speculate how I would react. I would hope not to react like that because this week, yeah, I'm going to tell you my thoughts on that question, Tim, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about my watch. Okay, great. But um, I guess you know immediately that's probably how I'd react. You don't really get to choose how you react to those sort of big defining moments in life, do you? Some some reptilian part of your brain or you know existence. I disagree, actually. But I want to override system override. Um, I think I'm. I, I like to pride myself. I think I'm pretty good at self care. So I guess I would. I would identify if I need to be by myself or surrounded by friends and just pursue that, and then start taking it day by day. I imagine I'd probably start running quite a lot. Carrie, for how incredibly toned she is, doesn't appear to exercise at all. I mm. guess they deem that not worthy. Um, I think a trip away sounds good, although it can be quite isolating. Uh, but so in, in short, I mean, I, I guess yes and no is the answer. But at the end of this movie today, when Big and Carrie were lying in the in the uh, wardrobe, also I picked up a really nice uh, bit of delivery from Chris Noth then when she, go, he, she goes, this is a really great wardrobe. And he says, thanks, which I haven't noticed before, but it's just a nice little real beat where uh-huh. it's like it's almost a laugh line it's a really nice wardrobe thanks you know it's ancillary <laughs> to the bigger conversation they're having but yeah. i was just watching that thinking i reckon this jilting happened a year ago is it really healthy for two adults to spend an entire year not talking to one another but just so entirely devastatingly hung up on one another for a full year like is that the healthiest yeah, emotional response? To not just, at all. And it's, then... It, it's crazy. 
do you know what's even more fucked up? Is like you know that whenever you go through a breakup, there's always those ebbs and flows. It's it's so it's just like part of grieving for the relationship that is now over. That you go, oh fuck, I wish I was back with that person. And what Carrie and Big decide to do with that ebb and flow of the tide is uh, tie the fucking knot in the middle of one of those I know. emotional waves. Like bad decision making, guys. What? And fucking we see, hell. We see Where's some your of that impulse control. Fallout and Sex in the City too. There is no impulse control. That's the thing because, it, like, impulse control often, you know, I guess, I, I feel like you see you see that a lack of it in terms of financially and professionally in this world where it's like they just indulge whatever whim they have, you know, I guess under the belief that it will make their life better or perhaps from a broader perspective the story better. But, like, yeah, I just, I... I I think we've sort of stumbled into this observation at a similar time. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, so yeah. much time has passed. You guys have made no attempt to move on, but also yeah. no attempt to communicate the fact that you're both not doing that to each other. Like, you're both so emotionally damaged. I guess the, the only logical conclusion is that you wind up together. But just section yourself off from society. Stay in the penthouse and just stay out of everyone else's hair. <laughs> it's so you don't need to inflict this on the world carrying big it's absolutely um, not it's something they need to discuss as well like they i think mattress pike king realizes that this is the ending that is required of the show of mm. kind of their relationship mm. story arc but he also recognizes that it's very very bad for this to happen so um and i might butcher the exact line verbatim which i shouldn't be doing when we're approaching 40 watches now but um it wasn't logic it was love this is what carrie says yeah. when they and, it is and, and the band swells, the you know, the string yeah, orchestra yeah. swells as if the magical life force of love itself has lifted these two kids up above the um the hardships that their relationship has faced. And it's like I I guess, except that there's no externality that they're fighting. They're fighting their own neuroses and inability to get this together. Yeah. Like you can't just you can't just go, they've experienced a year of pain, which is they're doing as a result of something really bad big did which is their own doing and then wipe it all away and pretend they're going to live happily ever after it's very it's stupid it's very stupid it's a very bad and i think like actually dangerous representation of what romance is like that's the old disney version of romance and it's it's bad i think yeah and that might be a, a a a place wherein it's not faithful to the TV show because I feel like the TV yeah. show at least di- didn't shy away from the fact that, you know, life is messy. Exactly. What, what you've described to me, to use an analogy, it sounds like it's a movie where we watch someone punch, looking in a mirror, punching themselves in the face for like 85% of the movie and then the last 15% of the movie is that person deciding not to punch themselves in the face and we're meant to be like... Wow. But I would argue that they do punch themselves. I think them getting back together is the biggest self-punch you could have. They shouldn't be together. They're bad for each other. No, They don't make each other happy. I mean, this to me is the age-old argument because they should because otherwise they're out in the world. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Like, they have to contain each other because... It's it's very important that they contain one another. It's very um, true. So, Tim, yeah, I'm in Australia right now, 
And I thought uh, you were. I scheduled this watch for uh, quite early in oh. Australian time. I didn't. Wa- I didn't watch it last yesterday. The day got away from me. I had to do some shows last night. I got home. I, I put it on, but I was too tired. I just fell straight asleep. Yeah. And I thought I'm going to wake up in time to watch this. Yeah, Tim, mm-hmm. I did not wake up in time to watch this. So I woke so you up have... at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. We were meant to watch it at eight a.m. Australian time. I mm-hmm. thought I can't do that, but there yeah. is a way I could make eight fifteen a.m. Australian time, and <laughs> I also found a way to compress the movie to half of its usual runtime at an hour and 15 minutes. So I have just watched the entirety of Sex and the City in double speed. (laughs) Observations, Monty, takeaways. What was the... First of all, let's start with the general shape and outline of the watch. How how was it just in broad terms? There's a real sense of urgency on screen. (laughs) I'll bet. And it's, it's funny to see that and to think... We're, you know, I felt like I was the only one who knew. I felt like I was driving a car full of people who were on <laughs> amphetamines. And I was like, it doesn't, you know, we're still not going anywhere, guys. Everyone was racing around. Um, it's really quite unsettling. And then it becomes more unsettling when you settle into it and it becomes normal. Have I you, was trying have to film. Seen, a, I, sorry. I, w- I wanted to throw this out see if this, this hits the mood. Have you ever seen Home Alone, the first one? Uh, of course, yeah. Um, the opening sequence where the McAllisters are running around the house, um, yeah. getting ready for the flight, Did it, was it kind of that? Just chaotic nonsense where nothing's actually getting done, but everyone's sprinting. Uh, do you know, I haven't... I'm not... Uh, that's too positive. I mean, yes, in a sense, yes, but also no, because this is, you know... In addition to various other uh, factors, this is a it's it's unique to see these characters who I've seen you know slobbing around, just dragging themselves through this movie to really be like, all right, let's really get to work. Let's really get to work today. And I found because I was like, I wanted to take a film of it, like just a little snippet to send you, so that, to represent how fast it was. But I didn't want to send it to you before we started recording because I wanted to reveal that to you. Nice. But. By the time I decided I wanted to do that, I had adjusted to the speed of the movie and all the videos I took, even though I know they were happening in double time, felt like they were normal speed to me and none of them were good enough. So I kept deleting them. Jesus, guy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty, it's pretty out, it's pretty out there. And I want to tell you about, oh, I don't know if I should, but I'll tell you about when I woke up and real, like it was a really weird sort of experience waking up and getting ready to watch it. So I woke up from a, a dream. I, I don't know quite how it dawned on me. With it. I woke like I woke myself up inside of a dream to watch this, and inside of the dream, I had run into one of the stars of the TV show. Uh, did you watch the Nickelodeon show, The Adventures of Pete and Pete? It rings a bell. It was two redheaded brothers. I think both called Pete, and they would cause mischief. Right. Uh, it, it sort of, it was definitely a Nick show. I think it was on air like nineties. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. what it was like mid nineties. Anyway, okay. I ran into and recognised one of the brothers from that show outside his house, and I said, "Hey, 
You're from the show, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. And he said, no, I'm not. And I said, yeah, you definitely are. And he said, no, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. And by the way, that show doesn't even exist. Whoa. And I said, I'm pretty sure the show exists. And so, like, Google The Adventures of Pete and Pete on my phone in the dream and just this huge debate was raging online where people were arguing about whether or not this show existed. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And Guy. The, yeah, I know. I'm and, worried about you. And when the argument was happening, I was like, oh, I know who'll know about this. Cynthia Nixon. And like started Googling her. And then when I was what? Googling her, I was like, hold on. Cynthia Nixon? And woke myself up and was... was I... That is fucking crazy, dude. That's yeah. no good. No, I don't think what, so. What is happening I, in your brain is no. I am very worried about you, man. That's not. That's not on. I went to hey, sleep. So we got to put a, a reasonable I, hour. We got to pull a plug on this fucking season, man. This is no. like this is a medical emergency. Not yet. We, we got to get the kids out of the pool. Someone's taken a deuce in here and things are about to get very, very sick. I've got more information to share with you, though. <sighs> um, off you go. If, if you were in the wardrobe runway show that they do in Carrie's apartment where they all try on her old clothes, mm-hmm. it's very easy for us to sit you know, on the sidelines and take pot shots at the, at the moves they decide to do. But what moves would you do? Um, I love the importance with which you've you've sort of entered into this line of questioning, like it's a really big deal. I guess what would I do? Probably an attempt at the robot, considering we're listening to the greatest hits of the eighties. Okay, that's great. That's a really strong offer. How about you? Well, no. Let's say you have to do oh. three takes. Okay. So, um, Mr. Roboto. Um, maybe like try a moonwalk, which I I don't know how to do, but you know I love that. I love will. that. It's it's uh it's a loaded move. You yep. know? Yeah, there's it's a bit great. of there's a bit of nutmeg in that one, and I would also go um you know the song "Walk Like an Egyptian" by the yeah the, is that the Bangles? No, but I know the song. Oh, maybe by the Bangles. I don't know. I can't remember who it's by. Uh, I would I'd probably try and put because again that that. That dance in retrospect probably hasn't aged terribly well. Probably a bit dicey, but it's it's big. It's big. Yeah, you know? I like the, they're all da- they're all dance moves. Your ones. Yeah, because uh, I don't think I've got enough subtlety of form to pull off anything. Well, else, this is the, you know? this is the this is the I know that they're professional actors and they're getting paid millions of dollars. But this is the thing I was thinking about it, watching it, you know, mm. with the knowledge that they had to shoot these takes without anyone who was responding. Like they're they're. They're acting to a director or a producer who's just yelling out how the woman would respond. Yeah, so weird. Like that's their job or something. Yeah, so that they they walk out, you know, in their new outfit, and instead of seeing, say, Carrie, Samantha, and Miranda there, Charlotte just sees a camera and a producer next to it, going, "Okay." And now they're saying, "Take this outfit." And so you she are offers- really hold on, guy. I got to stop you down because you're really like you're crossing the streams now. Charlotte doesn't come out and sees a director and a camera. Kristen Davis comes out and sees a camera and a director. 
look, if people can't keep up with the mental decay that I'm experiencing at this point in the podcast, that's entirely on them. Okay. <laughs> do I have to spell everything out for this I, do you know what? It's libertarian it's not, ingrate? It's not for our sole libertarian listener at this point. It's more for me to check in with you that you have some stick still in reality and what's happening. I know. I feel like I'm losing you a little bit. And I know where my me. bread's buttered and it's okay. in the kitchen. I see, but so that would be hard. And so, you know, to have to offer up all these different takes uh, would be a challenge because I, I always get angry when I see the scene. But then I was like, well, what would I do? And I think mm. it would just mostly be stuff with my legs. I reckon oh, yeah. I'd, I'd do a big one with my legs. Just do some John, s- skips and jumps and twists. Maybe a John Cleese. Uh, Ministry of Silly Walks. Yeah, maybe sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, and then I'd probably do a roly poly. Mm, and then I do I do one where I'd like I'd go behind the 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 clothes that are hanging on the shelves on either side and I'd like weave in and out of them and pretend to get lost. Oh yep 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 it sort of poke your head out like yeah yeah oh now I'm over okay. here oh yeah. now I'm over here oh well yeah I mean hey, and um, I I think that if if we were to watch those forty mm. or thirty nine times in a row yeah I don't think those would look very good either. I think that, that honestly, what you've described, what we've just both thrown in, I think they're more interesting offers than what the the actors took on the day. So, I stand by our cho- our choosings. Yeah, nice. Um, you've just triggered a memory of mine. I had a dream last night as well. Do you want to hear about it? Well, I told I you about mine, so I simply have to listen. I can't remember very many details, and it sounds like you very enthusiastically uh, uh, want to f- hear what this is. What I have to say. Um, I think Zoe and I were on a holiday in America, and I think we were in New York, and uh, someone said there's a Bernie Sanders rally happening outside, and I was like, oh man, when else am I going to get to see Bernie Sanders? And I, I ran out there so I could see him in real life, and there wasn't anyone there except Bernie Sanders. I think I missed the whole thing, and for some reason, like everyone had gone, and he was just there sort of packing everything up, but he was six foot six tall. He was so, so tall, and I got to talk to him briefly. That's so big. That's yeah. Uh, he was like a giant. That's that's probably a subconscious representation of the standing he holds in your mind. Definitely, yeah. I even asked him. I said, "Like, how tall are you? You're so." I didn't realize you were so tall. Dude, he said, I'm never six ask six. tall people that question. They hate it. Oh, sorry, Bernie. <laughs> sorry, Dream Bernie. Yeah, it's my a, bad. You got, I think you got away with it. Now, here's an interesting thing. I kept pressing Zoe on uh, the rankings of the men who was hotter. And um, at first, it was it was quite fascinating. At first, she said that Big was uh, was the hottest guy. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah, he's got great eyebrows. And then she saw him again, like properly saw his face. And she was like, oh, wait, no, 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 no way. And then he ended up being kind of bottom of the list so steve remained top of the the castle um far out went steve then to be honest to the surprise of absolutely no one Mm -hmm. i (laughs) steve in my mind is almost suffering from um like popularity fatigue where i'm like yeah of course steve's you know yeah. Of course, Steve's the favourite. Like, there's an oversaturation of Steve in the marketplace. 
But isn't it at least interesting to know that he's pretty much got unanimous number one spot from all that we've polled? He's the only character given enough depth to like, but not enough Nah, it's because we see his butt. We see his cute little push. But I feel like we're given enough time with him to learn to like him, but not so much that they inevitably fuck it up and make him a detestable piece of shit. Even though this movie does contain Steve cheating. Yeah, I know. It's a weird paradox of this movie, eh? That he's the... Is he... He's kind of the only... Well, oh, sorry, Big, it's pretty cut and dry, isn't it? I was going to say, he's the only character who does something black and white very bad. Like, there's no nuance to it. But that's that's true of Big as well. He, the way he... <laughs> Bailing on someone do, at the Do you altar. know, he does do something bad, but the way he takes ownership of it is um, is commendable. Yeah, there's some redemptive features to how he deals with the whole thing. Whereas Big just comes across as kind of whiny, like a bit of a whiny Everybody hates Big. That was um, meant to be an approximation of the Everybody Hates Chris theme song. My man, I want to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I spoke to my mum after the podcast the other day. What did Charlotte have to say? Well, you know how I was lamenting that she didn't have any sort of, you know, emotional response to what I was doing. Yeah. She said, uh, what were you doing this morning? Mm-hmm. And I said, a podcast. And she said, uh, oh, you're not still watching that bad movie with Tim, are you? And I said, yeah. And she said, why are you doing that? It makes me sad. So, I've upset her. <laughs> You've upset mum. Not for this is nothing. Not, good. not for nothing, my man. That's all I wanted to tell you. Do you feel guilty about that? No. She like, you know, she still loves me. She I'm glad just she's got her hooks on. She feels sad not for herself, I think. She feels sad for her boy. Yeah. Totally. Her strong teenaged boy. Yeah. I'm 14, bro. I know. I get that energy from you. You are 14. You're My a good 14-year-old, though. You're not a bad one. Good as um, they come. I want to talk about Charlotte. Then we shall. How does everyone just accept that Charlotte is going to eat pudding this whole trip? It is yeah. fucking bonkers. There's like I was, the, you know, I was trying to probe Zoe about this because she is a doctor. I was like, you know, I was trying to get into the nitty gritty of what it would mean for a person, but she wouldn't engage. Uh, like, there's the lightest ribbing from everyone when she makes this decision. Where yeah. she's like, you're just going to eat pudding. It's the only thing that's safe. But otherwise, all of her friends are just like, okay, we're going to continue yeah. with our holiday. Like, that isn't the most insane fucking thing in the yeah. world. Mm. To only eat nuts. chocolate pudding and then to just do it so brazenly. So when they go out for dinner in the restaurant, right, mm. they sit down. Before they've even ordered anything, just as soon as they're given the menus, Charlotte just takes two little bottles of chocolate pudding out of her handbag and breaks yeah. one out and opens it up and starts eating it. I mean, I know that they're in a hotel and so, you know, they've sort of, they, they can eat whatever they want but first of all that seems super rude to me it's incredibly rude and 
I mean, if you if you went on holiday, say you and three friends went on holiday, and one of them was like, "I'm just going to eat." Chocolate hey, can I pudding. stop you there? I would love that. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Well, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna throw a hypothetical which might reduce your love. And oh, okay. A, f- a friend of yours was like, "By the way, I'm eating chocolate. I'm only eating chocolate pudding this holiday. Not even as a bit. Not even as like a look at this crazy challenge I'm taking on." Can you believe yeah. it? I'm only going to eat, but just as like a a genuine decision that they've made for themselves, like yeah. you would you would cut that person off because they're so fucking thick. That- Isn't that so funny that if you change the context to it being a personal challenge or some sort of bet they'd set for themselves, I'd be so behind it. But if it wasn't, I would be so fucking furious that they were doing it. That is pretty odd. It is funny. <laughs> It doesn't speak well to where we're at. No, but, but I think we've forged um, at least the component of our sort of, you know, comedy careers based on eating nothing but pudding. There's, there's kind of what this podcast is. This is, the, well, yeah, we, we are eating the chocolate pudding right now. Yeah. We are we're Charlotte. Up, we're up to our guts. Just we. <laughs> Wait, what is the French? Just we Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. We are all Charlotte. <laughs> we truly are. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But I just, I like, I would not have any respect for that person anymore. And I, no. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be my friend. Not but wouldn't that, you also not, try to intervene? Like, these women are... And also, this is an interesting thing I worked out last night. The age gap between Samantha and the rest of them is way bigger than I thought because Carrie is 40 at the start of the film, and I know that about a maybe a year plus goes by, but Samantha turns 50 in the final scene. So there's, like, just shy of an entire decade between Samantha Jones and Carrie Bradshaw. It's a it's it's a lot of years. Yeah, but you know, the older you get, the less that the difference in the age discrepancy in your friendships matters. Yeah, like, that's obviously true, that's true. in school that would be yeah. insane. Yeah, but even twenty to thirty as friends, you're like, you know, some twenty year olds are mature. I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. forty to forty to by the time you're at forty to fifty, it's. But yeah, I, I, I know what forty you mean. to fifty is fine. If if there's if there's a put it this way, if there's a thirty year old with a lot of twenty year old mates, I'm kind of going. Yeah, cool. yeah that's, that's probably super, not someone I'm wanting to be friends with. Super sus. That's a decision yeah. that they've literally taken into their own hands for you. Like, yeah. No thirty year olds want to hang out with me. Yeah, but exactly. To me, I don't think like I know that they're all meant to be equal friends. This is another weird thing about this show. Oh, sorry. I, my, I just just say this real quick. My original point with that is that there needs to be more intervention on each other's. Like, it's weird when they choose to intervene and not. The point where someone says, "I'm eating nothing but chocolate pudding for this whole vacation," that's when you, I feel like, as a friend, can step in with some firm footing and go. A big intervention point. And in the hypothetical, I imagine if that happened on a holiday I was on, I would not have brought along that friend. A friend who I was good friends with would have brought along that friend and they'd be like, I'm only eating chocolate pudding. And I'd be like, okay, that's insane, but I don't know you well enough to say anything. Yeah. you know. But the thing is, all of these women know Charlotte well enough to say something along the lines yeah. of, one, Charlotte, that's a pretty racist attitude. And yes. two, I'm not going to spend any of this holiday with you if all you're going to do is walk around eating fucking chocolate pudding out of your yeah. fucking handbag, you yeah. dumb idiot. Yeah. It makes me so angry. <laughs> it's no good. And the thing is, she takes it out when he's taking orders or whatever, when they first arrive at the menus, like mm. a whole meal passes, a whole round of drinks and a whole savory meal passes because we see other people's plates are full. Or like not full, sorry, but like, you know, they're empty, half empty, yeah. so they've been... You know, they've had dinner. Guess who's still sitting there fucking throwing back a, either the same chocolate pud, which is crazy because that means that she has rationed one <laughs> child serving of chocolate pud over a no, whole no. meal. Be fair. We know she's got two because she snaps them off. Okay. But this is the thing. the 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 there's only There's no empty pottle there. So if she has eaten one, they've cleared it away. And I don't have the confidence to go to a restaurant and eat my own food in the restaurant and tell Mm. the wait staff to clear it away. I would go to the bathroom and throw it out in the bin. I don't think Charlotte would do that. But you know what? Actually, Charlotte wouldn't have a problem with them taking her away, empty pottle. But either... I know know you're digging your heels in with Charlotte and she deserves some of that for eating nothing but pudding. But she does pay attention to, you know, polite manners and social mores. I I think think she would... Try and figure out a plan to hide the evidence. Across and up, I think she abides social etiquette. But oh, like none of the fired. none of the characters in this movie know how to carry them for how much time they spend in restaurants. None of them have any idea how to carry themselves in a public space. They've got no idea <laughs> so how to treat true. people in the service industry. Like <laughs> I can't imagine how many restaurants they've been blacklisted from. Their behavior yeah. is appalling. They treat it like they're fucking lounge <laughs> and they treat the white stuff like, the, you know, like they owe them something. Yeah. But anyway, either Charlotte has eaten one chocolate pudding very slowly over the course of a whole meal or the equally disgusting alternative is that she's eaten two chocolate puddings. I mean, <laughs> neither are good. No. Nah. She's um she's she's not she's not all right, and I think we've given her a free pass for the rest of the season, really, because well, at least I have, because I've always looked at her life compared to everyone else's, and she's got a, a loving husband, a good relationship with him, 
Um, she's got a great dog, yeah. Border Collie, I think. Uh, this, oh, no, wait, sorry, Border, Border Collie, Collie Steve's. She's got small um, she, dogs. She's got a couple of little dogs. She's got uh, a beautiful adopted daughter who she loves. She's got another baby on the way. Things things seem to be coming up well for Charlotte. She's kind of, it seems like after going through a lot of trouble trying to find how to create yeah. the family she's always wanted, she's been rewarded with that and she's in her little nest. And I think we have skipped over the fact that she's she's just fucking throwing down pudding at a I, rate of knots. I've and always, that is to be, you know, judged. Well, I think I've taken issue with her, but I think it's because of how happy her life is. Like, her storyline suffers because of, you know, the contentedness of her character. There's nothing she really needs. And, like, something that we don't even know she needs, she's given, which is um, maternal pregnancy. I despite having not seen the show, have enough sense of the character to know that she went through a lot in the series to try and find... She She's like... She's one of those people, I think, who desperately wanted to have a family always. So oh. she was always kind of searching for it's, the right guy to kick that yeah. process off with. I find it scary to see those people. Do you? I think... I used to feel, like, quite cynical about it, but I, I think I kind of... I get it and respect it a lot well, more now. I, as I, just I, like, that's all good. Yeah, what I'm saying is, I guess even and even in saying it now, I've I, my there has been a little bit of more respect for Charlotte instilled in me. I just find it stressful because I'm like, if you want this thing so badly, like there there are huge, there are parts of this that are outside of your control, and I find it stressful yeah. for someone to put so much value and need in something which is beyond you know their their ability to control all the deciding factors. You know when you I see someone you. who all they want to do is fall in love and you're like, yeah. oh, this is really unnerving. Yeah, man. No, that it's really, is it's imp- fucking terrifying, eh, when you meet those people. It's I, impossible I to fall in love so with that energy. I'm so scared of those people, man. And it's like, it's it's. Uh, I guess it's a perfectly valid way to live, but it seems very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like you say, you're right. It's very high stakes. You're putting all of your chips on um on something you don't control and that's like you're kind of just asking for a lot of trouble when you do that so yeah. hey here's all my emotional stability i'm gonna throw it out and just the universe will decide whether i get to keep it or Absol- not absolutely i feel like we're we're almost veering into you know carrie bradshaw empty platitude territory here but i totally agree with what we're saying Jeez, we're, <laughs> geez, we're brilliant. I, oh, I like that. I totally agree with what we're saying. That's good. We should put that on a mug. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> the boys are really getting there now. They're talking sets. You know, it only took 39 watches yeah. of the same movie. Um, what was your show? Are we up light, to 40? Tim? Uh, it's a good question. My, my true shining light was getting to watch it with Zoe until she fell asleep. Oh, um, that's that's enough for me, man. That's oh, yeah? So, yeah, yeah, that's really sweet. Cool. Great. I was so jealous. You were messaging me last night. I was like, not only is he doing his homework already, but he's doing it with a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think we've got a 100% hit rate as far as I know now on this as well. Every guest we have on, because uh, they're all women so far, has pointed out the pearls thing, Carrie wearing pearls to bed. And lo and behold, didn't say a goddamn thing. And Zoe just went, why is she wearing pearls to bed? I said that early too. It's stressful. She's going to choke. She is. Oh, I and guess. Zoe also fucking hated the ring. She was like, how much did that ring cost? 
$50,000. She said, are you kidding me? $60,000. $60, no, no, no. It's, it's 50, it doesn't get to 60. It's either 50 or 55. Oh, no, it's 55. Yeah, it's more than 50 because that's her Sorry, cap. you're right. You're right because Samantha puts a bid on for 50. It's It goes for 55 to her partner to give to her. Oh, yeah. I love I loved your um, shining light, man. I'm happy for you guys. It's a beautiful oh, thanks, thing you've bro. got there. Mm. Marriage? Lucky, man. I respect it. Yeah, man, I'm pro it. I'm on the record. I respect your marriage. I respect your love. Uh, I'll stop introducing the movie to it, though. I I don't want to tempt um, this beautiful nah, thing. Nah, jeopardize with it. Rock the boat, no, man. No, That's no, what no, makes no, life no. interesting. My no, shining dude. light was uh, it was actually a Samantha line, and it was one that I've not loved before. But there's something about it, you know. I think maybe what it was lacking was punch or verve. If you speed it up, it really comes into its own. It was uh, after Lily answers the phone and says, uh, sex. And Samantha says, are you sure that's not my child? Yeah. And I was like, that's true to the character. Yeah. You know, like I've I've met people, I've met friends of parents in my life who like, you know, who probably have based a lot of their personality or characterizations off of Samantha-isms where they're like, they've always, they're always throwing out quips, you know. And a lot of them, if you listen, a lot of them are nonsense. Like, isn't it funny? In, a the, lot in of, the movie, sorry? No, no, not in the movie, in life. Like, you know, people oh, yeah. who are always trying to do quips. Yes. Is a real, there's not that high a hit rate, you know. They're just You're, throwing out but, to sentences you go there's a lot of sorry there's a lot of people out there who understand the uh, kind of um the mechanics of a quip and like the broad structure of what they sound almost like the rhythm of a quip but the thing is with a quip is it's actually got to be a joke there's got to be sort of a, a second meaning or something behind the line something a little bit funny and a lot of people just throw out nonsense with the cadence of a quip and yeah. they look around for adoration and recognition that they've done a good thing and, and every, like, no 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 <laughs> Everyone's done it, and then you know if you've done one and it's been nonsense, all you do is you sit or sta- you sit or stand there, and you hope you're like, please, no one call me out on that. I hope we can just all glide by, like what I just said <laughs> made sense. It's so true. It's so true. You know, it's a terrifying moment, but yeah, it was a. It, she she threw out a quip. It made perfect sense. It fit within her character, and um, I was into it. That moment of waiting to see if anyone will get you is like the social equivalent of being shot down in the war and seeing if you're going to get captured as a POW. It's like, <laughs> am I going to get out of this thing alive? This is absolutely nerve-wracking. This is my my pure survival we are talking about. It's just about. so funny. I feel it less now, but I remember when I was younger, like in my head I'd think of a funny thing to say or you know like you know when you just don't back you're not backing yourself in conversation and you're like mm. oh i could say that there no nah. <laughs> and then i just sit there stewing i'm like i reckon if i'd said that it would have got a laugh you know i and cannot i cannot even fathom a guy montgomery not throwing down because <laughs> i've only known you as an adult and i don't even know what it would look or sound or smell like to experience <laughs> you at a at a semi-confident level in a conversation uh, i don't think ha- it'd be any good it still happens because i'm not always in environments where i feel you know like i'm i'm confident you know i get i get cowed and intimidated mm-hmm. um but no generally speaking i feel pretty confident to say what i think now 
And because that's because I agree with everything we're saying. Um, so why wouldn't I say it? I got very little left here, Tim. Do you know, I'm yeah, so gl- I'm, I'm I'm really gl- grateful. I <laughs> I told Chelsea, my partner, I was texting her, and I was like, I've I've had to watch the the movie at hyperspeed, <laughs> and she messaged back saying, "Aren't you going to get in trouble for that?" <laughs> <laughs> do you know i went on i went on my phone super briefly to check in an email and zoe said excuse me is that cheating our fucking our partners are keeping this project honest eh? it's so funny because i was like well i'll find out when i record but co- ultimately conflict is good for the podcast but i, I remember just... i remember the time like in in the you know the previous seasons of this podcast, I would be kind of mad about that or we would um, try and rectify that by next watch you have to do it half as slow and stuff. I know that. I know to our one libertarian listener, they may be baying for that slow motion blood in the future <laughs> oh my watch. But God. you, like, I, uh, uh, we've, we actually, I want to, I want to just briefly before we end this episode, I really want to put an underline under this because we've kind of mentioned it a few times, but I don't think people appreciate it. Doing this twice a week has been so fucking hard, like from an emotional and mental standpoint and also from an organization point of view. (laughs) I am in so much financial debt because I have to dedicate so much fucking time to this podcast now and like cleaning up the recordings and getting them online and stuff. And it's so great that we've got like, you know, some ads and Patreon money coming in now. It is not covering the time I'm putting in here. I am going backwards as a result of this podcast. It is like crazy how, how like how much time this podcast takes now. And, and that is to say nothing of the emotional toll of watching Sex in the City, the movie, two times a week, continuously, for months on end. Like, it ain't good. It's really not good. This season has been palpably different. So, like, there will be the odd time when Guy and I have, have been on our phones a little bit, or maybe we'll have to watch it at double speed on the odd watch, because Guy, his body physically <laughs> needs sleep to function. Like, you cannot... I just want to get out ahead of anyone being upset with us. You can't be upset with us. This has been a real struggle this season. And I know we're not even near done yet. We're we're over halfway, which is a great feeling. There's lots of mountain left to climb. But we need to be kind to each other to get to the finish line. If If we are anything less than very kind to each other, our relationship will not sustain the end of this thing. This is the greatest challenge I've ever faced. Oh man, it's great. That was a That's beautiful all I have speech. To say on the oh, Also, you go. While I'm on my fucking soapbox, and I will, I will save this for a friend zone, which um, I want to record with you very soon when we can carve out some time. But it has recently been brought to our attention that Blaze Pizza is now advertising on podcasts. If you work for Blaze Pizza, if you know someone who works for Blaze Pizza, and I'm not talking the people manning the oven where you can get a flash-cooked pizza done in six minutes. I'm talking about the upper echelons. I'm talking about the people writing checks and forming marketing budgets. You need to send them our way because payments are due. 
We need and to, these debts must be paid. We need to mobilize, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have more details on how you can do that very soon. And I want to remind you fuckers that I own blazepizza.co.nz. So if, uh, I held on to that. I renew it every year. <laughs> if you fuckers want to enter this territory, you come and you play ball. Yeah. I tried to buy blazepizza.com.au this morning. Someone else has got it, which kind of bodes well for me because I feel like it might be the company and they're, they're looking to yeah. expand out to here maybe. I don't know. I will not part with this thing. You can the- pry it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> At least we start seeing some yeah. fucking checks. The road to franchising in New Zealand runs through Timbat, and that Correct. is a road that is tough to get down. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. God bless you. Um, catch you guys at the yeah. Facebook, facebook.com hey. slash worst idea of all time, or on the Patreon, patreon.com slash T-W-I-O-A-T. All the gods bless everyone except for the fuckers at the top of Blaze Pizza. Hashtag fuck blaze pizza. Hashtag pay the boys. Good night, everybody. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. He sort of feels me out. I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.